Shalom and um, greetings. I think over the past three days I've recorded and deleted and recorded and deleted um, the next podcast. But I think it has everything to do with me um, in the space that I'm in right now. So I have definitely been battling with a lot of things and I just want to keep it like kosher right now, right? Um, And open and true to myself as I can be. So um, let's get the particulars. Welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. It's your host, Dr. Lovely here and the pumping it. The pump, the pump game with us today. So uh, this is gonna be me, me and you, ooh baby. Don't worry about Kevin. Don't worry about Johnny. Don't worry about a damn thing. Anyway, y'all. Um. <laughs> yeah. So after the whole week has been just wow and chaotic. But a blessing in disguise in in, in many many um avenues um and um like God has definitely been dealing with me about getting solidified in my life with him <laughs> incorporating those um uh, Torah principles because you know it's funny because most of us don't know um the word Torah has multiple meanings. Um, um, one can translate it as law, but the other word is, um, oh man, I just had it just earlier ago. Is, um, instructions, right? So when you think about Torah, you think about instructions. And, you know, there's a saying, right, the Bible is basic instruction before leaving the earth, right? That's what they say that, that it means, right? But um, you, when you really look at the things in which we have when it comes to Torah, we have the law, statute, and the commandments. They're set down as a, uh, a way of governance. But 85% of it has to do with how we treat others. Now, mind you now, 85% of our commandments, the 613, 85%. Has to do with the way we treat other people. Which means that God is speaking through his law. Regarding how we treat one another. Now, now, now if you really, really, really want to understand the mind of God. It's really about how you treat your fellow man. That is the critical thing we, we are supposed to gain through those 613 commandments. Is the way we entreat others and um that helps you to understand god is very serious when he has instructed us to treat our fellow men or our brothers with dignity and respect um which is it's always been the mantra of my life don't get me wrong there are shit that are fuck out of me and people do shit to make you bad but Having patience and understanding um, as to the why of the things that people do. I think that that's the thing that really gravitated me towards psychology is you 
you learn to see beyond people's behavioral patterns, the things that they do to cause annoyance or frustrate or do whatever destructive they do in their lives. It gives you more strength to give them grace because once you understand a person's story and where they come from, you'll understand a lot of things. So, um, long story short, I, I, um, as always, I, I have a lot of men surrounding me, um, and I've heard throughout the week them being so frustrated about the relationships they've been involved in. And see, um, and I've been tested this week with my own stuff because I have been battling with myself, um, with my own relationship, you know. Um, one is really hard <laughs> being in it because we don't see each other nor do we communicate that that's not an easy thing in any relationship but because of that the devil creeps in it makes it hard because I'm battling with this thing you know um yeah I'm battling with it this is this is so fucking hard um for me and today, this week, my friend um, that I've known for some time, I was, um, he came to get um, a backpack I had packed up for his daughter because, you know, he's he's now raising his daughter by himself. And I had um, reached out and, you know, asked him if he wanted to get some supplies for his daughter and he wanted me to um, do that. And then... I asked him if he knew any other people that might have needed. So there's another young man um, he works with. You know, he got four daughters, so he wanted some backpacks for them. So when I saw him this week, he's like, you know, we were talking about stuff, and he was telling me about all the experiences that he was dealing with, um, you know, with women. And, you know, I always try to encourage folks and, you know, um speak life um and it it happened throughout like the 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 experience or the things that um transpired through the week really really had me in a a bad place so um, i had just been praying about a lot of things and seeking god in it so it's it's something he said and it's something one of the guys at my job said to me this week that really made me, you know, um, that really had me battling with myself. And um, I think I was tested really hard this week. So the thing the guy at my job said, he said, you always speak this way to people. And he said, um, he said, so how are you, you know, what happened? with your situation he was asking me what happened in my marriage and I said um if you constantly are seeking for someone to shift in your relationship even though I'm pouring or doing what I what I can do and I and I told him I was like like don't get me wrong I might have messed up in places you know what I'm saying that I could have handled things differently in certain situations but you know my heart was always in the right place and he said, he said, um, you are forced to be reckoned with because not many women speak power or 
um, speak life into the men they um, surround. They often do the opposite. And I said, um, you know, that doesn't that doesn't make situations better. It only um, makes things worse. So you you can't keep you you just you just you just it's just not effective. And um, when I um, saw my friend this week when I gave him the backpacks. He said, um, he said, man, because I was talking to him about about some stocks that I was, um, um, you know, getting. And I was telling him that he needs to, like, sew into him and, like, gain some, you know, some insight about getting it. And he was like, you know what, man? Um, he's like, you always um, trying to trying to, like, help me, you know, add value to my life. He's like, I really appreciate that. And I, I was like, thank you. You know, I said, it, it's important for us to to uplift y'all. You know, it, it really is. It makes a difference when a black woman um, uplift her man or, you know, the people around them. And he said, um, say, you've been, you've been messing around with old dude and, and pouring yourself in that, in that shit. <laughs> and we could have been, you know, millionaires by now building shit. I said, in uh, <laughs> in many breaths, I mean, in um, in essence, it made me feel good. But it, but really, it really, it really saddened me. Um. Cause, cause I had, I was telling him, there's another guy I was talking to too yesterday at the um, event, and I was trying to get him to um, sew into the stocks too, and he had told me he had already bought some, so, you know, I had um, purchased some stock for my kids, and I made sure I sent them to each and every one of them, and you know the things that you hear me talk about, trying to build in our relationship, you know, and trying to pray through what I'm experiencing and it's really been hard for me um trying to find light in it you know what I'm saying so this morning as I was um checking on my feed because I always check out my business page to see what's going on with it and what kind of traction I'm getting and I seen a um a post and then I'm gonna get right to this Cause it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be really good today. Um, hold on, let me get the post real quick, and then, then I'll read it to you. It really, really, it really, really kind of like culminated what the week was like, right? From the people I en- engaged with um, throughout the week. It says, a good man settles where there is peace. A good woman brings peace where she is treated well. It takes effort from both to make it work 100%. And when I saw it, right, the first thing that came to mind, yeah, was... Um, Proverbs 31 right 
was the first thing that came to mind because it reminded me of the the verse where um and I think that might be in Ecclesiasticus where it says she will hold the, the man's heart in the palm of her hand and and will not crush it right because that's what brought to mind but it also brought to mind the characteristics of the proverb 31 woman and I don't think I've ever like really read it and if I have it's been like some some months and years ago um but getting on um let me read it to you real quick and there's some things I've come to realize this week which really kind of solidifies it um collectively (laughs) hold on been real bad lately so there's certain things i've come to realize from the hebrew perspective that i didn't know before reading this so i'm thanking god <laughs> for for understanding so let's get to it real quick then i'm gonna get to a recording that i need to that i want to play it might be long today i don't know but y'all don't have to listen to it all at one time All right, let's get to it. Um, Proverbs 31. The words of King Lamel, the burden wherewith his mother corrected him. Well, the burden she's referring to as she's talking to her son, Solomon, because Lamel here would be considered a nickname of some sort. And the burden he placed upon the people See, I learned this week about sons and burdens that they placed upon the people. And Solomon's son said that his father put a burden upon the people in the form of a whip. And that he himself would put a burden upon the people in the form of a scorpion. So if his daddy did it with a whip, then you already know the scorpion represents something as harsh. Right? And when you think about your children following in your footsteps, because it, it really reminds me of, um, you know, like living in the hood, you have gang culture, right? And some sons um, hear the reputation of their fathers and they say, oh, my daddy was this and people were scared of him. So I'm going to be like my daddy, but I'm going to be, you know, a better version of him. See, see, we can teach our children various things by the lives we live. And then that that reflection of who you are is exemplified in your actions in their life. And you will know what you taught them by your actions when they become adults and they're faced with things in life and how they handle them. You'll know if you poured the right things in them by the way they live their life as adults, right? And... When you look at his name, Lamel, Lamel meant devoted to God. Now, this is the mother talking to her son, and I know she was a righteous woman. And this child was promised to her and her husband, David, after their first child died. 
So in her mind, as she raised him up, right, she wanted to raise a child devoted to her maker. And what I mean by this is when I said earlier, I come to understand some things about the Torah and the, and the Tanakh is when you are looking at the lineage of kings and they are mentioning the mother in the text it is to inform you that that mother raised their child incorrectly because it always mentions the mother with a wicked king. But the mother of Suleiman, we know, is righteous. Why? Because we got Proverbs 31 to prove this. And the, and the standard she set for her sons is, is, is magnified in this text. And by the words that she speaks to him, and what she sold into him is here. Now, you've always he heard me talk about the things that I poured into my sons. The number one thing I taught them is these same words that you're going to hear me say. These same words. And I was having a talk with my, my daughter yesterday when we were at the event. And, and I was saying that... Um, you know, like any any Hebrew mother or let me say Jewish mother, your sons are up in age and you're saying, hey. Um, so my son came by one night after a pool party. I said, so did you see any girls you like? Mm -mm, nope. Mm -mm. So I was talking to my daughter about it and she said, you set a high bar for them. And that's what we're supposed to do as mothers. Who we are in our homes and the life we we um, live and the actions that we have when we are raising our children up helps them to select the appropriate mate. Right. And this is why this verse is so important and you always hear me talk about it. So let's get to it. So we already know the words of King Lamel means what? Devoted to Yahuwah. So here, the words of one who is devoted to God, because that's what he was supposed to be. The burden wherewith his mother corrected him. You out here marrying all these women. And now you got the people going astray because you building temples to idols. These are the choices you've made. And because of your action, the people are suffering. This is what a right mom would do. This is what we should be doing. Teaching our sons about the type of women they should align themselves with. And the importance of picking a correct mate. Do you, do you understand if every mother did this, what the life or what a family home would look like in the black community. See, it's funny, right? Because it's showing you that the mother had the responsibility of rearing up the children correctly. But that's not what our oppressors tell us. Collectively, yes. But when it came to a king, they were often busy. It's the same today. 
even in a home with a man and a woman in it. The men are often busy working. And the kids are always at home with the mother. But if we sow principles, you'll see it moving on. Verse 2. What, my son, and what? O son of my womb, and what? O son of my vows. It's something when a mother is carrying a child in their womb and they make a declaration unto God about those children that she carries. And you always hear me talk about what I did with my kids in the womb. I started in the womb. I said, God, if you give the, you gave me these children. I already knew I didn't have the tools to be a mother. Why? Because my mother didn't teach me right. And I knew it was going to take him to show me what I needed to do in order to be a best, the best mom. In order to teach them principles and things that I didn't have for myself or that no one actually taught me. And I'm not saying that they didn't teach me things. I'm saying they were limited in their teachings because of what they experienced. And those things hindered the way they taught them. We're only supposed to be a better parent than what our parents were to us. And the best thing we could ever give our children is their relationship with God. But moving on. Give not thy strength unto a woman, nor thy ways to that which destroy kings. Why in the hell is she talking about giving thy strength? Niggas. When you choose incorrect mates and they are operating in a masculine energy trying to take control over you, that they don't listen to what you have to say, nor do they value your opinion. When you are trying to speak and give your point of view that they don't listen, nor do they take it into account. These are the things that take away the strength of a man. You know, remember earlier in the week and I told you about the man that I was trying to help get placement in my in, in, in my job. About what he was experiencing in the home with a woman. There's nothing worse than someone or bringing someone into your home and dominating them and treating them like shit. Why would you bring them there to do that to them? What is the purpose of doing something like that to someone? But I'm also going to hold him accountable. You know why? Because he was running from place to place to place to place to place to place to place. And he wasn't really checking or making sure the person he aligned himself with had right intentions towards him. Because he was moving out of need. And we, when we are in a place of need... We can't think critically, which is why I stated the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Because when you are struggling, you can't think correctly. You are not going to be able to waver out and see whether or not the person you're aligning yourself with is right or going to do right towards you. That takes time. And when you realize that you have 
or the person you align yourself with has the best intentions towards you, then that is the place where you build. And if you're not building with it, then somebody's going to steal it from you. I.e., my friend telling me, nigga, you don't even see your man. Why your ass ain't just... Why you just can't saddle up with me? Most people say yes. Goddamn. Because we'll be looking at the situation. And this is how men lose their women, especially when they're good, because they don't sow into the relationship. And she gets tired. And when she's tired, she's going to move. Hold yourself accountable for the actions you play in your relationship. You can't be mad at someone or you can't be mad at the person if you are not doing what you're supposed to do in your relationship to ensure that that relationship runs smoothly. Because it, most women don't have the patience to endure. And this shit's been like this for five years for me. So I'm grieved and I'm frustrated, goddamn. And that shit almost made me act. Because I came real close this morning to calling him and telling him I'm done with this. It is not for kings, Ola Mel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes to say, where is the strong drink? Why does she say that? Because substances cloud the mind. It makes it impossible for you to make correct choices. I just saw a video a couple of minutes ago of a man who was drunk. And he had sex while he was drunk and he impregnated a woman. And the woman was celebrating because she knew she wasn't lying. And he was upset and said he just, he's frustrated because it's another mouth he got to feed. It's the same situation that the dude I was trying to help this week did himself when he said he was operating where God told him to do what he did. But he lied. Which I already knew. And I thought it was interesting because I said, look. I'm asking the questions because of what I see. And the second thing he said was, I know you are seeing. I know you're seeing things. So let me be honest with you. I came down here with some friends. I got drunk and I slept with old girl. She got pregnant. So I said I didn't want to have my woman or a woman out there with my child with me not being in the home. So I decided to marry her. Well, what was the problem with that shit? You hadn't vetted the woman. So this is what happened when you drink or when you get high and you do things and you do them without thinking clearly. Goddamn. This is why we're told to do certain things and we don't want to listen to shit. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. However, the 
fuck we want to do it. And this is how we get ourselves fucked up in situations because we never ask God anyway. And while we're sitting here drinking and hanging out and doing all kinds of shit with the wrong motherfucking people, you're going to get what you get. Where do you find a good woman at partying and drinking and hanging out in a goddamn club? Is that really the kind of mother you want around your children? Is that really the kind of mate you want to align with yourself with and you want to get mad? And I know y'all niggas going to be mad at the shit I'm saying today, but I really don't give a damn. Because at the end of the day, the problem is we do shit without fucking thinking. And the real problem is we don't consult God in none of the shit that we do. We never want to take accountability for our shit. Where you slacking, nigga? Take accountability. Shit. Take accountability for your shit. All I see around social media is a bunch of niggas blaming other people for the motherfucking choices they made. You made the choices. Now live with the choices you fucking made. And if that shit bring you hell, then you already know you fucked up and you should be learning from your choices. But most niggas don't. Y'all asses repeat offenders. Moving on. Nigga woman, you always yelling at us. She's trying to tell us what to do. I'm trying to yelling at me. Niggas. Niggas. Sometimes y'all need somebody to yell at y'all ass. But the shit you do. Least they drink and forget that which is decreed. And pervert the justice due to any that is afflicted. Father, what was it? See what I'm saying? You, your word even backs me up. Because least they drink and forget that which is decreed. Well, when you drunk, nigga, you can't think. So how can I consider God? Is this really what you want me to do? Is this really the person I should be aligning myself with? Oh, shit. You know, I'm just going to hang out and party and just do what I want to do. It ain't hurting nobody. Ain't nobody being impacted. Niggas, your actions are always impacting somebody, goddammit. It might not be impacting their ass when you do it, goddammit. But along the line of your life, it will. Because you don't know what's coming. You know, kind of like how I've been telling y'all niggas y'all need to learn how to work together and band together and get some shit together. And, and you don't know because the man is setting a whammy bammy for y'all ass and all niggas, goddamn, y'all don't know how to work together. But goddamn it, that prices keep increasing, goddamn. You know, like I was having this conversation with my son after I sent them the money. I said, hey, um, did you set up the account yet um, for the stocks to send your ass? This nigga's going to tell me, goddamn. I really, no, I'm really not into that. Yeah, I really don't. I'm really not into it. Nigga, nigga, you ain't got to be in the shit. Just know your mama didn't send it to you because she's trying to prepare you for your life to come. I want to solidify something for him. I want to make sure he covered in case I'm not here. So setting up a nest egg and putting these things together is good. And, I, and it really grieved me after I set the stuff up, right? Because I set the stuff up and I should have been setting up I should have been setting that account up for five people. For my three kids and for his two kids. You understand when I told you this week, I've been feeling some type of way. 
because I keep finding myself trying to make sense and cover and do and reach out and do, you know, I'm trying to do my motherfucking part. But that's not what I'm getting back. So when that man called me, goddamn, well, not called me because I saw him. When he propositioned my ass, nigga, I had to think about that real, real closely. You understand me? I was thinking very deeply about acting on it. I was thinking real deeply about it. But I would have been out of line, right? Because I would be I, I would be operating outside of what God had already told me to do, even though this shit is rough. You see. It would have been really easy to do it. But see, when you're thinking with a clear head. And your mind is focused on doing the things that God has told you to do. Nigga, you don't act. Even though everything within you is calling you to do so. Because you already know. If you do, there will be consequences. And that's exactly what he said. Are you ready for the consequences that would bring? No. No, I'm not. Even though we simple to do it. Moving on. Least they drink and forget that which is decreed. The decree is, is, is the principles that God has given us. That we follow, that we keep. Because it, it's, it's what? It's life. And pervert the justice due to any that is afflicted? Well, how do we pervert the justice to those that have been afflicted? Our people are afflicted. You always see me out in the community doing the community work because we already know we got people out here that need us to do and act and help. I spent the whole day yesterday in that at that event pleading with black people to come together to figure out how we can service areas together collectively and, and ban and set up a, 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 a purpose. Because if we can't work together, we'll never really get things done. Do you understand? Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish. Give the strong drink to one who give up on life, who don't care, who don't want who don't want nothing out of life. Don't you don't you always find that with people hanging out on the street corners? Those that live outside homeless. They drink their life away. Because they have given up on life. And working inside that mission every day. You realize most of them are drinking and, 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 and doing the drugs is because of the life they've lived, because of the traumas they've experienced, and because they're trying to dull them and not deal with them, and because they want to hide them away and not address them. And that's what happens when you have hardships and you don't want to fucking talk about them, because they end up consuming you. 
Now you understand why I started this podcast. For me to talk about the shit that's going on in my life, hopefully somebody will understand or hopefully somebody will gain some understanding of what's going on in their life. Hopefully they might see that they're not the only person experiencing the things that they're going through in life and that somebody else, goddamn, is going through the same shit. But they have a way of being able to come out of the situations and circumstances that they are facing in their lives. Truly, I ain't gonna get host of this goddamn um, um, uh, video. Goddamn it. I guess I'm gonna have to wait two days and do it. And give wine to the, to the bitter soul. Notice that it's telling you to give wine to the bitter soul. You know, them niggas, you know, that be, 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 be mean and shit. It's bitter, bitter ass niggas rug around here. Let them drink. And forget this poverty. Let them drink and forget his poverty. Is that not what the is that not what the alcoholic does? Is that not what the drug addict does? They do drugs to forget their poverty. They do drugs to quiet their struggle and their pain and the trauma that they experienced in life. And remember his misery no more. The pill crew is here, meaning that point is done. We move on to another point. A new thought. Open thy mouth for the dumb. And the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Be the mouthpiece of those that cannot speak for themselves. And fight for the cause of others that are going through their demise. Open thy mouth and judge righteously. Open up your mouth and speak a truth. Open up your mouth and profess the thing. Let correct judgments and righteousness come out of it. And plead the cause of the poor and the needy. Well, who in the hell is fighting for them? What is the government supposed to do? The government ain't doing shit. The government ain't never done shit. Y'all heard of the Divine Nine? If you really go look it up, it's all these fraternities and frats that come together and say they, their agenda is to work in the community. But really, what the agenda actually states is for them to better their surroundings. So if they ass don't live in the motherfucking hood, it ain't about bettering the hood surroundings. It's about bettering the surroundings in which they live. And they don't live where you live. You see how certain words and phrases are very fucking important to pay attention to because we don't pay attention to certain words and phrases. So when these people saying they're fighting the black cause, they they that then you're looking for the money to come into the in the neighborhood and it really don't get there. Goddamn. And we all fighting to get money from whom and whatever. And they never give us shit. Nigga is because they said their cause is to correct the places where they live. Note that. Father, watch wise it. Niggas, niggas, niggas. It's a pill crew here, meaning this point is done. And there's a new thought coming. A woman of valor who can find. A woman of valor.
Valor. A class is a class of of um royalty in essence, right? Distinguish. Right? The etymology of the word valor. Turn it the other way because you're too tiny. I can't see. Value, worth, comes from valor, moral worth, merit, courage, virtue, from Latin valorum, worth. Latin means strength. From stem Latin, valere, to be strong. To be worth, but let's do it better. Whoop de doop. Let's get to the Hebrew meaning because that's what we really need to know, right? We really need to know what the Hebrew meaning of the word is because that's really why we will know what it's talking about. Properly, a force means an army. You know the best thing to say it? Power, might, right? If you if you if you really want to look at it from this perspective, it's saying that a woman of or the woman is a force to be reckoned with. This one right here is the force to be reckoned with. She doesn't align herself with a particular type of group. There's something different about her that sets her apart from the rest of the women, period. There's something special about her that sets her aside. She's different. She's not like the others. There's someone that 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 commands that their presence commands the room to take note of her when she walks in. You understand what I'm saying? And this has nothing to do with her beauty. That's only a portion of it. It's about her grace, her standard, and how she carries herself in the room. And her, her, um, her essence, or let's say her anointing, commands the room. For she, or for her price, is far above rubies. As y'all niggas call it today, she's a high-value woman. But not to the standards of how y'all view that high-value woman to be. Because she has nothing to do with the bullshit y'all see today, goddamn. She's different. This is a woman whose essence is a standard or her standards are set by God himself. You understand? The niggas today ain't talking about a godly woman. They just talking about a worldly woman with certain principles. And there's a difference between the two. 
the heart of her husband both safely trust in her and he have no lack of gain. Mean his heart is safely in her hands. And the abundance of who she is and how she handles him, there is no lack in it. Meaning she don't hold back. Meaning she gives him everything she should in this relationship. She pours herself into it. She has given all of herself. Meaning, you see what it says? It says, and he hath no lack of gain. No lack. Meaning there is no lack. Meaning there's all fullness in this thing. She doeth him good and not evil all the days of her life. You know her by the way she treats you. And if it's effective and if it's correct and if it's right. And if she's not treating you wrong and if she's doing well by you, then you know what you got. But if she's disrespecting you and causing you strife and harm and constantly berating you and constantly tearing you down and constantly setting your ass up and constantly testing your ass and constantly doing a whole bunch of other shit, then nigga, you already know what you should be doing. Nigga, why you living? Because I'm tired. I'm tired. She seek wool and flax and work willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She bring forth food from afar, meaning she is willing to go far to get what she needs to make sure her family eats. The merchant ships represents her need to make sure she gives her family nothing but the best. She rises also while it is yet night and give food to her household and the portion of her maids or her maidens. She considereth the field and buy it. And with the fruit of her hands, she planted the vineyard. She girds her loins with strength and makes strong her arms. Meaning this woman ain't lazy, goddamn. She always moving and doing and trying to better um, do things for the family. Make sure her kids is covered. Make sure her employees are taken care of. She always out trying to do something. Making sure her kids have the best. Sometimes us niggas will block our own goddamn blessings. People will sow into you and we'll be telling them no. I'm telling you, I've learned. When you want to help people and they don't want your help. 
then you have to stop trying. I'm telling you, this stock is doing so good right now. And it's only going to be doing better because I heard that Elon Musk is looking for cryptocurrencies uh, for trans- um, um, tran- uh, transitioning his um, um, the, the X app um, to a, a virtual place where they can, you know, buy stuff and do trades and different things on there. So this particular cryptocurrency is going a possible possibly be attached to his um, his new platform. So. Buying as much as you can right now will be the best thing to be doing right now. So for me to invest these things and and, and, um, set these things up for my kids will set them up for later on. And as much stock as I have right now, even if it hit one cent, I could could easily get $100,000 just based on the stock I have now. So when I tell you um, what I'm trying to set up for my children and what I was trying to set up for our children. You, you have to learn to, to when people put boundaries in their life um, and when people tell you, you know, they, they want to... Um, When they separate you, because pretty much I'm, that's it. That's what we are. We separated. We we and technically, I mean, I guess we can. You can say we ain't even together anymore, because we don't. We we're no longer together. Our relationship is no longer a relationship. So it wouldn't even be incorrect for me to 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 start seeing someone else, because I wasn't the person that separated myself. He separated himself from me. Moving on. She perceived that her merchandise is good. Her lamp gold not out by night. She layereth her hands to the distaff and her hand hold the spindle. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she stretcheth out her hands to the needy. Now, not only is she a hardworking woman, but she a community activist. She's out here feeding folks. She's also providing clothing for them. She's an all-well-around woman. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet, meaning her kids won't go cold. And everything they wear is top dollar. It also shows you that she's a blessed woman. Because she's not poor. And she's not poor, not just because she works or is by the works of her hand, but but it's because she's blessed by the deeds she do. And by her relationship with God. Because, see, this is the fact that you're not factoring in here. This is a woman of God. This is a righteous woman. That's why I told you that in the beginning. The type of woman she is. She walks in her righteousness. And because of her righteousness, there is fruit in her life. She is not afraid 
Oh, I read that already, right? She maketh for herself coverlets. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Meaning, you know, back then they, they had stitching. And they used actually real gold thread to stitch silver. And they, they also stitched um, gemstones in their clothing. That's how you know um, the wealth of the person by the clothing that they wore. See, now today we got rhinestones and stuff in our clothes. Back then, they had actually had gemstones and and gold and and and, and silver threading in in their clothes, and it, and it showed you the workmanship of the person who made it. And you know, if they were wealthy by the clothes they wore. Her husband is known in the gates when he stretched, when he said it among the elder in the land. Meaning, man, I saw your wife the other day. She was out there feeding the poor, man. I mean, you are so blessed. Man, I saw your wife um, the other day. She came to our house and she brought us some bread. Just stopped by and, you know, blessed us. You are so blessed. Everyone will know you're blessed. Everywhere you go, when they see your woman with you or without you, they will know. And they will let you know. That you are a blessed man with a blessed woman. And they will speak it. But you better also know the other side of that. If you take it for granted, someone will take it from you. Because they realize you don't understand the blessing you've already got. And see, that's where the problem will be. That's what happened when you don't value what you have. You understand? Somebody will see it and take it. Moving on, goddamn. She maketh linen garments and selleth them and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughed at the time to come. Strength and dignity are her clothing, meaning she carries herself with strength and dignity. What do you mean by dignity? Well, I'm going to go outside, but I'm respectable. I carry myself well. I'm not going to be out here cussing out everybody. I'm not going to be out here popping off on everybody. You can take me outside and know that I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to walk according to the way I'm supposed to. So you ain't going to hear nobody saying what I was doing. It ain't going to come back to you. Once again, the man covered the woman and she walks in her principle And the most important thing is that she don't disrespect him by doing things outside. You don't bring shame upon the head of your men. How do you bring shame? Acting inappropriately outside, goddamn.
You know, it's some men that got women that can't take them to their family trips because they already know it's going to be some bullshit. You got to keep her locked up at the house. Everybody be trying to find out where your wife at. You never bring her over. I'll never see your wife because you already know, nigga, she a hellcat. Strength and dignity are her clothing and the, and the, um, and she laughed at the time to come. She opened her mouth with wisdom and the law of kindness is in her tongue. She opened her mouth with wisdom. So niggas, that's just it. I just want to know. I just want you to reflect. I think, I think I want you to think real deeply. The women you've ever dated or chosen do they open their mouth with wisdom? And is there kindness in their tongue? Do they speak words of kindness and loving, caringness? Do they speak those things in your life? Do they wake up and say, baby, you, you know, I just want to encourage you today. I just want to let you know, you know, that I love you. Or, uh, you can make it, baby. Um, that God will be with you today. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you, do you get that? Do she speak wisdom? Well, I want to do X, Y, and Z. No, baby, you can't do that. That's just not, I don't know. But, 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 no, no. You, you know, we just got to think about it. And, you know, we're going to pray on this thing. And, and we'll let God work it out, you know. But I'm going to go get, mm-mm. no, you can't do that. Wisdom. Do she speak wisdom? Is she walking in wisdom? Is kindness in her tongue? Even when you might not be so kind to her. You can see, you want, we don't think about that, right? Because sometimes people can be unkind to us and we'll, still, we'll be unkind to them. But it's something when someone is unkind to you and then you, as, as they say, kill them with kindness. They ain't make mo- most people mad. She walketh well to the ways of her household. And eateth not bread of idleness. Meaning, she ain't she ain't lazy. She ain't she ain't just lazy. She always moving and doing something. Her children raise up, rise up and call her blessed. And her husband also. And he praises her. Her children rise up and calls her blessed. My mom. I am blessed to have my mother. Let me tell you. There is nothing like the days that my son would call me and say, I love you, mommy. And I'm like, I love you, too. He said, I just want to thank you for being who you are in my life. That always make me feel so good. When they tell me they love me, my oldest son said, I, I want to be able to give you everything you desire, that you deserve. When your children speak those things to you, it fills your heart. And her husband does call her blessed also. Baby, you are a blessing to me. I appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. And he prays her also. Keep doing what you're doing, baby. 
I'm there for you. I love it when you do this. I appreciate you for this. I love seeing you do X, Y, and Z. He praises her also because he knows that God has blessed him with a blessing. It makes a difference. Many daughters have, have done valiantly. Many women have done great things. But thou, excel, ex, um, you're, you're, but you excellest them all. You surpass them all. The things you've done is greater than the things that I've seen even some of the best women do. It's something extremely special about this woman. She surpasses the rest. Grace is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that fears Yahuwah, she shall be praised. See that there? See how, how it tells you the difference between a good woman who's just good. But a good woman who fears God is the greatest. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, we finished. And it took me a whole damn hour. So... I'm going to leave this. I'm going to release it today. And then I'm going to go over the other one. And I'll release it tomorrow. And you can you can listen whenever you feel like it. So. Let me tell you. Brothers. Be selective of who you bring in your life. And do it effectively. So I bid you with Shama Yisrael, Yahuwah Eloheinu, Yahuwah Aka. Hear, O Israel, Yahuwah is our Yah alone. There is no one else but Him. How do I know? Because His Word says there was none formed. Before me, nor will there be any after me. Solidifying that he is the only one. He said, I am the salvation of Israel. Telling me that he's the only salvation of our people. So I bid you with Salem, Shalom, Shalom, whichever one you choose. And I speak complete wholeness and prosperity and strength in your life. May Yahuwah hear my supplication and grant me my request. Much love and respect. And if no one told you they love you today, know that I do. Know that you're special 
You are a set-apart people called to Jehovah's own glory and that you continue on in walking in the principles and incorporating them in your life. Much love and respect, fam. We out.